This week on Small Town Scuttlebutt, we expand our vocabulary with a new term that is sure to amuse. When moms get competitive, you've got yourself a mompetition. The definition might seem relatively self-explanatory, but why? But how? Moms competing against each other to grab that brass ring in the local mom hierarchy? Really? Aren't you moms supposed to be working together? Aren't you supposed to be lifting each other up? You're on the same team, ladies. Go take a lap while we try to make sense of your bizarre behavior. Are you ready to do this? We're hanging. This episode is brought to you by APC Pest and Termite Control. Schedule your yard spraying for the 2023 season at apcpest.com. And by Royal Pizza, the best pizza at the lowest prices since 1962. Small Town Scuttlebot. Hey there, Rick Fink Jr. here across the table from me. As per usual, Liz, tell it like it is daily. This is the Small Town Scuttlebutt Podcast. We are the podcast that reacts to the overreactions of small town problems. We record every week in the basement in the Scuttlebutt studio here at my house. And uh, I'm excited today because uh, I'm back from a trip. To, I went to Vegas to make uh, our, our podcast better. I right. can't wait to hear all about it. This is the first time we're seeing each other since your trip. I feel like we haven't gotten together in a while. So like like a little chihuahua, I'm all excited to get uh, caught up. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like we got to, uh, you know, find that balance. Like, you mm-hmm. know, there's a lot of back channel stuff that we, you know, business stuff yeah. that we need to talk about, which we can do after the show. But I can tell you, uh, I had a great time. I see a lot of potential for the show. Awesome. Hey, yep. We are now uh, members of the Podcast Academy. <gasps> la dee da. Does that have a special certificate or a badge or something? Uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll wait for my welcome packet. <laughs> <laughs> but I know there's an annual awards show. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. I went to it. It was pretty cool. It's just like the uh, the Motion Picture Association, okay. only instead of motion pictures, it's podcasting. Nice. Do we get to get all dressed up and someone's going to say, who are you wearing? Yeah, yeah, maybe someday, <laughs> someday, someday, put that on the inspo board. Yes. Like, that's what we want someday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have we have dreams, and that's why we uh, we went out there. I, I feel like uh, it would have been cool to have you there too, because we could have divided and conquered. Yeah. There was so much to do I and bet. so much to see. But anyway, I wanted to open the show, Liz, and just talk about two things. Let's peel the curtain back All for right. the scuttlebuds. just in our workflow and how we mm-hmm. get along and work together. Um, I admire you very much. I think. Oh, thank I think you. That, well, I think that's not a surprise, right? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you. I thought you didn't like me. I, I thought I was mediocre at best <laughs> yeah. in your eyes, Rick. <laughs> yeah, you raised the bar. Liz is coming over. I better have my shit together, <laughs> right? Like that's why we're ready to go. Right. Like the, the, I even cleaned the studio nice. before you show thank up. Thank you. <clears throat> so I envision you as somebody in management, as a very fair person. Mm-hmm who keeps their nose to the grindstone, like always moving the needle, right? Yes. Would it be fair to say that anyone that works with you, the mindset would be, hey, we learn from mistakes. Mistakes are okay. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to see mistakes twice, twice, yes. twice yep. right? That's there you. are opportunities for improvement. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
But the lesson was learned that last mistake. So why did we make it again? I, I feel like you might have some of that. Yep. In the past, I have asked you, hey, what time are we meeting? <laughs> and you go, per my last email. <laughs> and I'm like, shit, shit, shit. So today, I want the Skittlebuds to know that I kind of covered my bases. I said in a text at 7.20 this morning, I write to you with 75% <laughs> confidence that asking this question is justified. <laughs> What time are you coming over? <laughs> I will say, Rick, you were incorrect. It, you were 100% justified oh, in asking. Oh, thank God. Because our exchange, I think, was just like, yeah, Friday morning. I don't think we actually ever said a time. So you were 100% justified. I reverse doom scrolled. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 that's the next week. And I was like, it's got to be in here somewhere. Yeah. She's pretty, she dots her eyes and crosses her T's. And I'm like, I think I got her. You did. You got me. I think me. I got her. There's a lapse in organization and <laughs> scheduling on Liz's part. Oh, yes. That's a, a rarity for me. It is. So it I know is. I saw your text and I'm like, I know, mem like, I remember we just said Friday morning. I know. Mm -hmm. And poor Rick with his, you know, I, I don't want to make Liz say per your last text. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we're 100% justified. Okay, great. <laughs> All right, Liz, I'm looking at our, our outline outline that you prepared. so organized. Yeah, and you have winter track banquet. Yeah. What happened so, there? Um. <laughs> So Will ran winter track for the high school um, this past season. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we, we've talked about the differences between raising sons and daughters and the differences between guys and girls. And so there was a couple of observations at that banquet that I thought would be entertaining for our listeners. So they so it was a combined banquet for boys track and girls track. Mm -hmm. And after the captains or, or the coaches rather gave their speeches and whatnot, the respective captains from each team came up to um, – give speeches about their coaches mm -hmm. and I'm watching and they each have there's each team had three captains so three girls three boys and they're each of them are standing to the side of the stage as the coach is finishing up and I'm watching them and all the girls have eight and a half by 11 printouts typewritten speeches mm -hmm. all of that the boys are just sitting there with their hands in their pockets in their sweatpants <laughs> clearly nothing prepared everybody got dressed up I oh, have to say okay. they all looked really nice so the girls get up they each take turns, very choreographed speeches, very heartfelt, really mm -hmm. sweet examples about what their coach means to them and how she organizes yoga practices and brings them snack packs at meets and this and that. Anyway, mm -hmm. lovely, again, very, yeah. you know, well-written. Then it's the boys' turn, and one of the captains comes up, and he's like, our speeches aren't as long as the girls, but they did do a great, it was just really funny. They, they, weren't, they didn't have anything typewritten, but they did a really good job. Not quite as long, not quite as heartfelt, but still sweet and funny. Was it a little more off the cuff? It was It was definitely you... more off the cuff, but you could tell that they they had some things prepared okay. in their head. So okay. it wasn't a disaster by any means, but it was mm -hmm. just a difference. You could just tell the girls had practiced and whatnot. So then they were going on to do superlatives. So... The girls' captains went first, and they had did they did superlatives for every single person on the team, but they only read the ones for the seniors. Mm -hmm. And it was cute stuff like most likely to be seen at Starbucks, and most likely to you know be listening to Taylor Swift on her run. And then the boys, they just did like four random ones, uh -huh. and they were like most likely to get a concussion during warmups, and most likely to get girls' numbers at track meets. <laughs> Which, I don't know if you are familiar with this term, Rick. I just mm -hmm. learned it recently. You don't say anymore someone has game. You say they have good riz. Good riz. Riz. 
What is Riz short for? I don't for? know. I, I've Googled it. I yeah. don't think it's short for anything. <laughs> Yeah, but so yeah, if Charlie comes home and he's like, "Dad, everyone says I have the best Riz at recess," that's you know he's thing. a player. Yeah, okay. that's a good thing. <laughs> that's so funny. So yeah, it was just it, again like the difference between guys and girls and all of that, and the boy. Like, I'm still laughing that they had no qualms about giving out a superlative for to the guy that gets the most numbers at track meets in front of like all the parents. That's great. Yeah, that's yeah, great. So it was very funny. Mm-hmm. All, all right, right, let's talk Vegas. Okay. Uh, can I just say that Travel Dad strikes again? Nice. Now, I think in the last episode, yeah. I had said that I've always arrived five to ten minutes before the mm-hmm. gates open. Mm-hmm. Well, I pushed it. Ooh. I pushed it, and I was like, I'm doing this. And I felt like, uh, how close mm-hmm. to that plane taxiing <laughs> <laughs> can I get? I arrived to my gate three minutes before it closed. <gasps> no. Closed. That's a dangerous game to play. Mm. If you miss your window of opportunity, who knows when you can get on another flight. 20 minutes before the gate opened, I was not even at Fenway Park. Oh, my God. Are uh, you serious? And I called Leslie and I said, very calmly, hey, I- I'm not sure how this is going to work out. I'm like, uh, She's like, where are you? I'm like, uh, I can see Fenway Park about a quarter mile down oh. the pike. <laughs> Oh my god. Well, now if you're not from around here, that's that's putting me about three miles away on the Massachusetts Turnpike mm-hmm. in the morning at nine AM with traffic. Rush hour. Yeah. <laughs> so I was just like putzing along and I'm like, Yeah, we'll get there, we'll get there. You and know? you drove or you didn't take like a car service. No, yeah, so I you, drive. you still had to park. Yeah. Yes. In central parking. Oh, that would have been nice. Oh, did you have to go to one of the remote lots? Yeah, economy. No. Economy. So uh. I had to drive out there. Then I had to rely on a shuttle right. and all of that stuff. Uh, the stars all aligned for you because like, you shouldn't have made that flight. <laughs> yeah. Coming back, I made it to my gate two minutes. Wow. I had, had my name called on the intercom. You did? Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Richard Fank. Oh, gate. my God. C-22, and I'm like, ah, oh, that's yeah. me right here, yeah. present. I, I yelled down the thing, I'm like, hey. <laughs> so anyway, travel dad crushing it. <laughs> uh, I wrote down a quick little list of things oh, I, yes. I did and did not do. I did go see Stephen A. Smith speak, and if you don't know Stephen A. Smith, he is a very impassioned talking head on uh, ESPN formerly and in all these uh, sports shows. He talked about perseverance, drive, hard work, and not taking shit from anybody, really. Nice. like that, That's that's Stephen A. Smith's brand, okay. right? And that was the keynote speaker of, oh, cool. of the um, conference. And uh, I was very excited to see him. Uh, the guy could lighten up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> like, he doesn't... Very sm- intense? He... About everything, okay. about he's very intense, which it's 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 his style, it's his approach. Uh, he's very engaging and interesting to listen to. So I don't know, I don't. So I'm not familiar with him. Is mm-hmm. he like a career broadcaster? Was yes. he an athlete? Was he? Uh, well, he played college basketball, okay, okay. but uh, he's from New York. Started working in Philly, uh, doing um, like sports journalism. Okay, and got now it. now he's become a big guy. If you looked him up, you'd know who he is. I'm sure Dan knows who he is. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah, absolutely, he does. He'd be like, oh wow, Rick saw mm-hmm. him. Like yeah, he's pretty cool. But the guy does not smile and everything is a declarative statement i don't know uh i did not go see uh lance bass speak about his podcast frosted tips i can't even frosted tips frosted what in the actual f which i guess is that like a throwback to his 90s yeah, boy band totally like, okay but it's not a good fr- throwback to something cool yeah 
frosted tips. tips. Those don't age well. <laughs> Do you remember the term metrosexual? Yeah, I actually used it with my son the other day. Oh, oh, I was going to ask you, is that still a term? It's not, because he had no idea what I was okay. talking about. <laughs> yeah, that, that was around the 2000s, yeah. mm-hmm. metrosexual. I had a roommate that was a metrosexual. I'm like, dude, are you are you straight? Like, right. Because you are presenting otherwise. <laughs> no, nothing wrong with that. But, right. Like, but like, did he like wax his eyebrows or, or like uh, use arms, like... Arms. Shaved no. his arms. Yeah. Was, I'm assuming he's not an Olympic swimmer that would require him to have no body hair. <laughs> no, but he did good with the girls. Oh, but but well. a certain kind of girl. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know High maintenance. I mean? yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah, not the kind of girl. Yeah. If, if Rosie introduced me to a boyfriend or an interest that had mm-hmm. frosted tips, I would bite my tongue. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I know that I'm supposed to let her learn right. that a guy with frosted tips is just nothing but a little bitch. You right. know, I can't. I can't imagine a guy with frosted tips has any riz. <laughs> <laughs> nice callback. Nice callback. I did see Adam Carolla mm. at Jimmy Kimmel's Comedy Club front and center. That's awesome. How was it? It was awesome. Oh, I just loved the guy. Yeah. Uh, met him after the show. We you hung did? Out. Yeah, we hung out a little bit. Um, third time I've done that. I mean, I've seen him twice here yeah. in Boston. And coincidentally well the reason why i showed up to my gate two minutes is because i stayed for the whole show and then i was like stop oh, that's on right it. you were taking the red eye for yeah that. and i wanted to give a shout out to the cab driver who gave way to speed limits and things <laughs> to get me to my gate on time i did not see barry manilow at the westgate hotel where he was a resident your loss <laughs> god such a punchable face i maintain <laughs> And Scuttlebuds, I've I, there's propaganda everywhere. I, Rick must have sent me no less than five texts of different pictures of Barry Manilow when he was in Vegas. The guy was unescapable. He was even uh-huh. on my room key. I'm like, dude. Oh my God, are you serious? Dude, I can't sleep looking at your face. Oh. Uh, I did attend the Ambi Awards ceremony. What's that? The Ambi Awards is the uh, Podcast Academy's oh, annual okay. awards for excellence in audio. I did not meet David Stanley. Who's David Stanley? <laughs> oh, Liz. <laughs> Liz, please. <sighs> David Stanley is Elvis Presley's stepbrother. <laughs> oh! <laughs> and he was at the Westgate. Is he famous because he's Elvis Presley's stepbrother? Yeah, and it, okay. showed, it showed a picture of Elvis and David Stanley together back in like the 70s. Mm-hmm. And David Stanley just looks like anyone's stepbrother. Right. Like just a no but just <laughs> wispy kind of 70s hair. Oh, God. And like a rugby t-shirt on and, mm-hmm. and uh, nothing like... These two could not have hung out much. Right. You know? <laughs> not a lot in common there. <laughs> They're not even blood. Like, what do I have? Yeah, it's not even half-brother. It's step-brother. Yeah, There's not, no common DNA in there. Nope, nothing. Just just mm-hmm. happened circumstance, right? Interesting. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> well, it sounds like a good time. Well, that was not bad. All right. Liz, you got a uh, a letter from from a, a listener. A listener, yes. So I love this these. Letter. I love. I, can I just say, I really mm-hmm. love it when the listeners reach out. That's the interactive stuff, and I feel like we're getting our money's worth out of that website. Agreed, <laughs> and yeah, because it feels like we've got like a little community going, mm-hmm. which I really enjoy. Yep. So this comes to us from Claire from Medfield, and she says, "Dear Liz and Rick." Let me start off by saying your swingers video had me in stitches. Hope there is another investigation currently underway. Thank you, Claire. I have a great example of an overreaction to small town problems. I work at a local retailer here in Medfield. For a couple of days, we ran out of paper bags with handles, so we had to give our customers paper bags without handles. You would have thought it was the great toilet paper shortage of 2020, the way people reacted. 
This predicament really, quote, sparked outrage. Oh, thank you, Claire, for the callback among some of our patrons. Many complaints, some remarks which bordered on rude. It really doesn't take much to ruffle upper middle class feathers around here. Can people get some perspective? Thank you for giving us an outlet to vent about these issues. Yeah. You're welcome, Claire. So, Rick, what do you think about that? I love Claire. <laughs> I, I think Claire is a great person. Claire, thank you for being a listener. Thank you for seeing it the way we do. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a reaction, an overreaction to a small town problem. I mean, it epitomizes. Yeah. The, the grocery bag doesn't have handles. Yep. How am I supposed to get my parcels to my car? Right. My gross motor skills don't work that way. <laughs> that is obnoxious. <laughs> right. Obnoxious. I can only imagine how much money those people spent on these groceries. And then they have the gall to complain about the lack of handles on their bags. And also, you're an adult, <laughs> and you're talking to the cashier. Does she look like a shot caller to you? Does Does mm-hmm. she look like she made that executive decision in the boardroom, and <laughs> you're unloading on her? Right. And mind you, it was a temporary situation. Yeah, shit happens. Right. God Just roll damn. with it. Roll with it. Life is okay. good. Life. Is- so if you don't live in Medfield... Uh, you know, we say it's it's a upper middle class community, mm-hmm. it, it, and um, I don't come from an upper middle class community. Me either. And Liz doesn't either, so uh, I don't feel like I'm cut from the same cloth as a lot of these people, and that's part of the reason to have this podcast, right? Because I can't go a single day <laughs> with like I need to, I need to talk about it, right? <laughs> <laughs> like you, like there's a lot of people in this town who do not like me for the perspectives I've shared. Right, but you're and just being honest. I'm being honest, and I think people should listen to me. And if if you were a little put off by what I just said, maybe you should realize that uh, there's some merit to what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You are a little entitled. <laughs> Sorry about it. Yes. Don't shoot the messenger. Okay. Don't yell at the cashier. Mm-hmm. Look in the mirror and ask yourself, was this a justifiable complaint? Right. And did I handle it with the right person? And also, like, and how is your life impacted really in any way? You're still getting your groceries put in a bag for you. Mm-hmm. You're still able to afford the groceries. You just have to pick the bag up in a different way. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand what the problem is. Yeah. Do you have kids? How did you pick them up? They didn't have handles. You, you scooped them up. Do the same thing. So, yeah. Thank you, Claire, for bringing that to our attention. That literally is the overreaction mm-hmm. to a small town problem. This is the second uh letter we've gotten recently from somebody in the service industry yeah which is a great perspective and uh they're they're calling it like they see it and they are i love that we are a platform yeah they're on the front lines they are you know the dopes in our town who complain about (laughs) things like this (laughs) it's just proof that money can't buy you happiness right right Right. i mean you you have some money and you're complaining about your grocery bags Mm -hmm. yep okay (laughs) all right let's do a break and then when when we come back we're going to talk about Competitive parenting. APC Pest and Termite Control is now scheduling yard sprays for the 2023 season. Their organic option is very popular for controlling both ticks and mosquitoes, which reduces the risk of Lyme disease, Triple E, and 
other insect-borne illnesses. I have a family and a dog in a big backyard, and that won't have ticks and mosquitoes because I called APC Pest and Termite Control. Get your yard sprayed as a monthly service during the spring, summer, and fall with a 10% discount when you schedule and pay now. All major credit cards are accepted. And great news, you can now sign up on their website at apcpest.com. Royal Pizza is a gem in our small town. They've been big supporters of our show since we started almost three years ago. They generously donate to important causes in the community, and they make the best pizza I've ever had. And that's no joke. Did you know that they make their dough from scratch twice a day? Did you know they make their own sauces from the finest and freshest ingredients? Well, you do now. Doesn't that sound delicious? Take a night off from cooking for the family and let Billy take care of you. Royal Pizza, 508-359-2424. Okay, Liz, you did some research on competitive parenting and you seem really giddy and excited about it. It just seems like... <laughs> well, a- I think, yeah. And I, you can totally relate to this. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, Rosie is the same age as Avery and Brady and Charlie's a little, little younger my oldest is in high school now, so I see a little bit more of this or have seen a little bit more of this given where he is, mm-hmm. but parents can sometimes use their kids' achievements as a tangible example of their excellent parenting. Like, I must be a great parent if my kids insert varsity athlete, honor student, speaks Mandarin fluently, whatever. Like, there's an element of, okay, you know, We've seen success in our lives as adults, right, through school and career, et cetera. Now we've got these kids, and we can use our kids as examples of how great we're doing, but that in turn puts pressure on our kids to achieve something that, that one, they may not even care about, or two, they may not be able to. Mm -hmm. And as a parent, especially now that I have a high schooler, I really do struggle with how much to push my kids, because you want them to live up to their full potential, Mm -hmm. but- you also don't want to create anxiety-riddled children, too. Sure. So I looked up some statistics just to sort of level set here. Bottom line me, Liz. I'm going to bottom line you, Rick. <laughs> so 0.1% of high school students receive full-ride scholarships. 1.5% receive full tuition scholarships. High school athletes have a 2% chance of playing their sport at, divi- at a Division One level in college. Less than 2% of high school athletes receive any type of scholarship money, and approximately 9% of high school students who apply to an Ivy League school are accepted. So I just wanted to see, like, what – so we're also focused on pushing our kids to be the best, the best, the best. Mm-hmm. At what point is it just – are you getting to a point of, like, diminishing returns where you're turning your kid into someone who feels like a failure or can't live up to your expectations or, you know, is now developed – anxiety about it and so again like as a parent I struggle with that and you've got kids in various activities one of the articles I read said we should expose our kids dreams not impose their dream like I remember I signed Will up for piano lessons when he was in fifth grade Mm -hmm. first year was great like he didn't mind going he practiced second year not so much then when we entered the third year of lessons hated it hated it hated it never practiced it was just a battle to get him to even just go to a lesson. Like I was basically just paying his piano teacher 40 bucks a week to take him off my hands for 30 minutes. Yeah. And finally Dan said to me, he's like, why are you pushing this so hard? Because you're an excellent yes. piano player. Yeah. And I was like, I want it. I 
so desperately wanted one of my kids to love it as much as I did. I wanted, I thought it was important for him to have something outside of sports to do also. Mm-hmm. Um, I still feel that way, but piano definitely wasn't it. And Dan finally said to me, he's like, if he complained this much about baseball, you would say to me, let him quit. Mm. I was like, oh, damn you, Dan, you're right. <laughs> and so, you know, I said, all right, look, this doesn't seem to be enjoyable for you. Do you want to stop? And he said, yeah. I said, okay. And it really, it broke my heart. Yeah. It did. But it was more about me than it was about him. Adolescence is tough. Mm-hmm. It's like you're expected, the pressures are on and you're expected to uh, track the rest of your life. Like, what do you want to go to college for? Yeah. What do you want to be? And your brain isn't even fully developed. Right. Yeah, his frontal lobe is still barely there. (laughs) And, you know, I grew up, I didn't have any brothers. I grew up with two sisters. Mm -hmm. We were all really good students. We never had to be told to do your homework. We we did extra credit, little dorks, you know? So, like, when I see the, and boys are different, right? Like, he's. Yeah, go back to the. the award thing. Exactly. I mean, that, is, that is quintessential, yes. the difference between girls. Yep. And, and those girls were communicating. They were probably FaceTiming <laughs> and texting. Yeah. And um, they probably sat at uh, at at lunch with their scripts. They right. Pro- they probably um, rehearsed in front of each other mm-hmm. and gave each other pointers. I mean, you know, to s- pick and choose a couple right. of those things that probably happened. And the guys are like, hey, what are you going to talk about? I don't know. You know, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I'm going to talk about this and that. <laughs> Say a nice thing about the coach. <laughs> Give out a superlative. Mm-hmm. You know, shout out to my mom. <laughs> because that's it. Yeah, check the box, man. I think we're good. Let's go. Yep. Yeah, totally. It's funny. Now, with Rosie and Charlie, again, they're younger, but, like, do you see them putting any pressure on themselves to excel at something or compare, or do they compare themselves to, like, oh, I wish, you know, Charlie... Charlie says, I wish I was a better basketball player like so-and-so. Is there any of that? Or are they, like, pretty well-adjusted? They're well-adjusted. Ro- Rosie uh, always wants to be better. Yeah. She puts pressure on herself. Mm-hmm. And Charlie just doesn't – it's not that he doesn't like school. He just doesn't um... – Rosie is uh, a helper, mm-hmm. kind of a teacher's pet. Yeah. Lo- loves school, like, loves it. Like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I want to be part of this. I want to get on that. And then Charlie's just like, yeah, I showed up and I did my work and now I'm going home and we're going to go play basketball or whatever. Right. And um, he just has a. More laid back. Yeah. Laid back. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's good. I love these phrases Mm -hmm. where these blended words uh, come in. And there's one. It's what is it about moms? Oh, mom petition. Mom petition. So I had never. I'm shocked. I've never heard that word before because I do read a lot of parenting blogs and mm-hmm. things like that. Yep. But yeah, mom petition. And it's when, again, like moms use their kids as weapons against each other. Like, oh, like, oh, little Johnny made varsity basketball as a freshman or so-and-so has straight A's or, um, oh, Sarah got the lead in the school play. Like just these accolades mm-hmm. for their children or, or whatever um, versus having genuine conversations about, you know, anything else really. Like I, you know, and it, you figure out who these people are pretty quickly and they're everywhere, yeah. you know, and I'm fortunate enough that, you know, the, the other moms that I've made friends with in this town are not like that. Mm-hmm. Like we talk very honestly about our kids and the problems, the, the issues, the issues. The, yeah. Yes, and and that being said, you know, we also celebrate the accomplishments of each other's kids. At the end of the day, 
we all have our challenges as parents. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, it's helpful to be honest about those challenges so I can learn from other people's experiences or even just get support, not even advice, Mm -hmm. um, rather than turning everything into a competition. Because, you know, everyone on the outside, you could put together this perfectly polished veneer. You start peeling back a couple of those layers and things are spoiled pretty quickly. I was going to say that that mom-peating mother... Mm -hmm. Uh, very superficial. Completely. Not somebody you want to have a glass of wine with. No. You know, on a Friday night. Because they're just going to talk about themselves. And it's going to be pretty obvious quickly that they don't really care about your kid. Right. They're using your kid as the benchmark. Yes. And I'm going to make sure that everything I'm saying is superior to, and that is not somebody that you want to share your time with. Because they're going to do that with every aspect of your life. They're going to say, oh, are you guys going away for, you know, spring break? Oh, yeah, we're going to go to to Florida. Oh, well, we're going to Italy. Like, you know what I mean? There's going to be like a one-upsmanship in every interaction you have with them, and that's not a genuine relationship. No, you have to have the genuine relationship first. For example, if you and I were talking about what are you doing this summer, Mm -hmm. and I said, oh, we're just going to, Go up to New Hampshire, you know, for a week or something. And then you said, oh, well, we are going to, uh, you know, Italy. Mm-hmm. Said, I would be happy for you. Right. <laughs> because I know you're not one-upping me. Right. You're just matter-of-factly saying, you know, Dan and I, and I would know that you and Dan, I just knowing you, I would be like, I bet they've planned this out mm-hmm. and they've got, like, there's something probably special about Italy that they want to see or reunite with. Or, mm-hmm. I mean, there's probably a reason for that. I would be curious. I would ask, oh, why Italy? You know, like, whereas, uh, you know, the mom petition mom right. is like, oh, my God, oh God. I, it just would evoke an eye roll. <laughs> yes. Like, of course of you're course going you to are. Italy. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> yep. Do dads do that? Do you run across dads like that? Um, no, but... I want to I want to play the gender thing evenly here yeah. because I feel like we're both flawed, right? Mm-hmm. Men are probably more insufferable in the sports. Yeah, I did ask Dan because he's coached bas- uh, baseball, yeah. rather, and I said, "Do you have any examples?" And he's like, "Anything I share with you it would be obvious who I'm talking about." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, there, there's uh, dads get pretty um, politically uh, like involved with. They, they, you should not be an agent for your kid. Yes, that's a perfect, perfect way to describe it. I know a guy, he has twins. Mm-hmm. One kid made the select baseball team. The other kid didn't mm-hmm. because the other kid just simply isn't as good. Right. That's the scouting report I got from this other dad. We're all talking. <laughs> of course. Well, this dad was not cool with it. He wanted both of his kids on the team, and he was chastising the coaches, and they finally abdicated and said, fine. <gasps> That pisses me off because, you know what, the 16th kid now is out. Right. That could have been your kid. Yep. That could have been my kid. That, could, that, that was a kid. That was a kid that earned it on his own merits. And because some other dad advocated for his son better than that 16th place kid. Right. That that dad was like, hey, you know what, go try out for the team. If you make it, great. If you don't, it's because you right. weren't good enough. Exactly. There's well, only so many spots. It's not It's not so much you weren't good enough. It was you weren't good enough, and I didn't go, like, fight your battles right. for you. But some other kid's dad did. And that's not fair to the kid who didn't make the team but now is on the team, right? So Because no, he, he can't perform at the level that he's expected to. Yeah. It's not fair for the kid that got on the team. It's not fair for the kid 
that didn't get on the mm-hmm. team. And it's not fair to the coaches. Yeah, it's not fair to the team. If this kid yes. can't play well, that's a detriment to the team. That's great. That's a good point. Yep. So, yeah. Now, on the flip side, um, I see a lot of these moms. Like, I joke about the moms that show up 30 minutes to, at the pickup line. Yeah. Like, <laughs> come on. Nothing advertises yep. you don't have much going on. Mm-hmm. Those moms are very, and I say moms because I mean I'm a stay-at-home dad, and I am like an right. anomaly. I mean, it's 2023. <laughs> you know, the, all these women talk about equality, but they make their <laughs> their husbands go to work, right? So you're all full of shit. You're all here driving your white SUVs, going to Starbucks in your fucking mm-hmm. yoga pants, <laughs> preaching for for gender equality. <laughs> Meanwhile, your husband is pulling 60 hours at the law firm, so you can just come and go as you please. Right. I see it. <laughs> I I got a I got a hot take here. Mm-hmm. I think I know. And tell me what you think. You show me a woman that shows up to the line twenty minutes early and uh, volunteers for literally everything, and I'll show you a woman who's feeling undervalued because she gave up a career, and she wants to be taken seriously, and she wants to feel important, and she's a maybe some degree of a little bit of um, lost. A thousand percent. Like I look at that and say, what do you do? Like, what do you do for yourself? Or what, how, you know, what hobbies do you have that are Mm -hmm. just about you? Like, I don't, I don't want the response to be, well, I volunteer for the school library or I lead my kids Girl Scout troop. That's about your kids. Mm -hmm. And I think I agree with your, your reference to being lost that somewhere along the way, you know, she left a career, and when you do that, that's it's hard. Like I, I've mm-hmm. I only left my job to be, go on maternity leave, but that was hard. You go from working full time, and that's sort of your identity. Yep. Now it's not. Now you're caring for this baby. Then you go back to work, and now you're doing both. So it's it's very easy to get lost in other things that define you, like your career, then motherhood, and all of a sudden you wake up one day and you're like, what happened to like the cool version of me <laughs> at 25? Who, you know read a lot of books or took cooking classes or did whatever it was, something yep. for you. I do firmly believe that everyone, husband, wife, mother, father, whatever, you got to have something that's just for yourself. That's why I'm sitting here across from you, Rick. I know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, as, as the stay at home dad who has a different set of issues than these mm-hmm. moms that I like, that was just a critical assessment. I'm not shitting on them or anything. I get it. I get it. I understand it. I'm just saying, uh, help yourself get out of that a little bit yes. like because I was in it and I think I was in it in a different way where I'm a man and my mm-hmm. wife is supporting me yeah were like, you trying to justify like I've, I felt like you talk about feeling lost mm-hmm. I felt like what's my role like yep. I'm not what am how am I helping I'm changing diapers mm-hmm. is that is that enough you know I, I did the grocery shopping I cooked like I'm doing laundry again I don't know. I don't know. Like this is not, I'm not going to a meeting today. I'm not shuffling papers. Right. I'm not uh, making money or moving money. I'm not, I'm just here. Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel like I could die right here <laughs> and no one would know it but my wife. My kids wouldn't even know because they're not even old enough right. to understand it. They walk over me. They crawl yeah, over me. Like a, that's like a crisis of identity, right? Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And that's why I, earlier in the show I said it took me a little over a year to, mm-hmm. to warm up to it. But I figured it out because I'm always self-reflecting. And I'm, always, and I'm like, I need a podcast. Let's yes. But you know what? Mm-hmm. Before that, I was always on Facebook. Right. I was like, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, 
You show me someone on Facebook all the time, mm. I'll show you someone who's not feeling valued, has right. a lot of free time, doesn't know what they're doing. I went to my uh, the middle school orientation night last night. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing because I skipped it because you already, I already went through that. Yes. How much longer did it go than you thought because he had to go through all these quotes in a PowerPoint presentation? <laughs> uh, lots of quotes. A lot of them were from academia and research, mm -hmm. and, and uh, I actually appreciated it because it was very evidence-based, and, and um, there was a plan, and I liked it. I was, I was surprised in this area mm -hmm. that, that it was so thorough. Two hours. Just about two hours long, which is about an hour longer than I thought it would be. Yes. Okay? Yep. So that's answering your questions, but <laughs> to bring it back to the, the mom petition. Yes. You know there's an unwritten rule. That after a two-hour presentation, when the presenter gives the courtesy to open it up to questions and answers, you do not raise your no, hand. because you are prolonging yes. this longer than it needs to be. <laughs> I have to go to the bathroom. Yes. Okay. So you can email your question. Mm -hmm. uh, and there's always one person in the audience. And that one person... Had to raise her hand. It was a mom, and she had to ask a question that was very unique to her kid's situation. Yes, it's always unique to their kid's yep. situation. Uh, just a question about the music program. If they're on Wednesdays, it's like, like, I'm like, hey, hey, I don't need to hear your question. Right, this doesn't I'm involve not, me. You're being inconsiderate. You're being rude. This is irrelevant to 100 people in this room. Mm -hmm. You can take this offline. He just said you can ask questions or meet me up here on stage. Why did you take up our time? No, I, we, I agree. I'm totally in that camp. Do not make anything longer than it has to be. Yeah. Do you know what I did, Liz? Because I'm just shy of perfect. <laughs> I got home feeling good about the presentation. I emailed him hmm. two questions and an idea. Wow. What was your, can I ask what your idea was? Uh, they have, yeah, okay. So they, <laughs> the idea was uh, they have, every day they have a 22 minute free, not a free period, but a, a period where yeah. they kind of like get together and sometimes they have to figure out what they're going to do with that period. Sometimes twice a week it's recess. And then another time it's, you know, some kind of event. Right. Um, I, th but they're looking for creative ideas to, to fill that time and uh, create unity. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I thought, you know, what would be fun is if you created like an exercise, like modeled after those escape room kind of things. Oh Yeah. <laughs> And the kids have to use their um, problem-solving mm -hmm. skills, and they have to apply things that they've been learning to get out of the situation, whether it's, you know, like, how do we just, just fabricate a thing? I'm not saying escape room, like, lock the doors. Right, right. <laughs> That's against, like, a fire code. Yeah. Or Nail <laughs> two-by-fours up against the wall. <laughs> Bars on the window. All right, kids, good luck. Here's a welding torch. You got nine minutes. <laughs> I mean, like... Uh, you know, a set of questions and they have to go around and, and find the, the question cards mm -hmm. like hidden behind the plant. And OK, here's the next question. Your answer is behind your next question is behind the fish tank or whatever. OK, you maybe create two teams. And that was my suggestion. I thought I it was like a, it. I thought it was a cool idea. Yeah. But I had I had questions about cell phones and, and his opinion on screen time mm -hmm. and things like that. And I also had another question about just the uh, academic stuff. That, mm -hmm. But but uh, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. Good. But, but there's always that mom. I know. It's, it's always, always a mom. mom. It's always it's a always mom. A mom. <laughs> and, and, I, and, I, and the reason why I bring it up is because I feel like that mom, more than just getting the answer to the question, I feel like 
It's about I'm superior. I'm a fucking great mom. Right. I'm so involved. I'm, I'm so, so involved. Yeah. I was listening and <laughs> I I found a little little hole I'd like to fill mm-hmm. that I think everyone here missed. And yeah. I'm going to ask it. I want everyone to know that I was here. I want everyone to know I was listening and I want everyone to hear me. <laughs> That's what that question completely did. Mhm. Rant over. All right, should we wrap it up? Yeah, Liz, take us out of here. All right. Well, listeners, Rick will be performing Wednesday, March 22nd at the Capo Supper Club in South Boston. Doors open at 7, show starts at 8. So that's exciting. I'm yeah. excited for you. All right, Scuttlebuds, go to smalltownscuttlebutt.com and send us your listener emails. We love getting them, love hearing your reactions to the overreactions of small town problems. And follow us on Facebook and Instagram at smalltownscuttlebutt. And if you like what you hear, go to Apple Podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks for listening. Delivering a weekly podcast takes time and money. We make the time, and we need to make the money, too. That's where our sponsors come in. If you like the show, please lend your support to the businesses that support us. Park Street Books, Perez Martial Arts, APC Pest and Termite Control, Mario's Lawn Care, Royal Pizza, Smear Campaign, Larkin's Wine and Spirits, and Mike Page Studios.